I'm on Goodman Sports Radio on 99.1 WDJY, and I'm joined today in the studio with Coach Tyler Technic of Eagles Landing High School, uh, one of the offensive co- – no, defensive coaches, right? Defensive coordinator. Defensive co- – see, you done, you done got a whole new role, and I didn't know. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Coach. I'm sorry. Good to see you again. I heard that football is back here in Georgia. What are you looking forward to at Eagles Landing, and what are you looking forward to in general out of this football season, knowing that we're still basically fighting a pandemic and we're seeing kids out there uh, opting in, opting out, or just coming out to play? What uh, is happening over at Eagles Landing from your view? Um, so far, we've had a, we've had a really good turnout. The kids have been all bought in. They're they're ready to go. I think I think the kids are ready to get some normalcy back in their life. Um, it's, we, I mean, we're taking extra precautions. We wipe everything down in between every period that we go. Uh, kids are social distancing. There's no like breakdowns where you're getting in there. Everybody's up on each other. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult situation right now because we're preparing for the season. And we just found out today from GHSA that we are, uh, our scrimmages have been canceled across the state. Um, so we're, we're trying to adapt and adjust to that and, uh, overcome getting ready for the season, but it's just the, uh, the uncertainty is kind of crazy because we don't really know. I mean, we pushed back two weeks and now we're canceling scrimmages. So we're, uh, we're hopeful, um, just see if we're going to get to the season or not right now. All right. So, Coach, give me a little bit about you here. Um, I know you went to Eagles Landing High School. Your late father uh, coached there at uh, Eagles Landing High School. Going back, uh, it wasn't really talked about back then um, in local media. What was it like returning back to the school and becoming a coach after leaving Georgia Tech? Um, so it was a uh, it was kind of crazy because I I had actually been a substitute at the school right after I graduated from Georgia Tech. And I was going to try to get a teaching job that next year and get into teaching and coaching that very next year, which had been the 2016-2017 season. Um, but instead, I had an opportunity to go up to Ohio and uh, gra- be a graduate assistant at a D2 school up in Ohio. And uh, I did that for half the season. Things didn't quite work out. Um, so I, one day I was at work and I called Jones and I was like, hey, I, I want to come back to Eagles Landing. I, it's, it's home. It's where I, I know I can make a difference. It's just it's where I want to be right now. And he was like, yeah, come on back. We got to figure out how to get you in the building, all that sort of stuff. So I came back, worked my way in the building, then got a teaching job the 2017-2018 uh, school year. And uh pretty much the rest is history from there. I mean, it's, it's been great coming back. It's just, it's cool to see kids in a, in the same position that I was in and showing them, Hey, you can make it out. Cause I, I mean, I went from Eagles landing to, to Georgia tech and now I'm back coaching. Um, and we've got a, a couple, we got an alumni, another alumni back coaching with us, uh, Bradley Dewberry who played at Eastern Illinois, had a tryout with the Redskins and now he's back coaching with us. So it's, it's a uh, it's a family environment. We got a lot of great people there. Um, it's just I've been so excited to be back. I mean, and that's this is my fourth year back now. Um, we we've, we've done some great things. It sounds like you were very excited to be back. 
at uh, Eagles Landing for your, you know, in the last four years. So in talking about that family environment, it seems to be a huge uh, selling point for a lot of new coaches coming into Eagles Landing High School. How does that really work? I mean, I hear about it. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, you know, family environment? I don't know. It's when this is me going back to when I was before I was coaching, before I was teaching at the school, when my dad was the head coach and he passes that summer just to see the support we had from that community. Um, everybody's coming out, everybody's supporting you, everybody's making sure you're okay, taking care of you. Um, I think we just kind of take care of each other. We take care of people. We accept new people and bring them in like they're, they're, they're our own. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's been a special place to me. Um, I mean, since I was, what is that? 14 years old as a freshman. Um, just, I mean, Jones some points has kind of been father figures helped me in my, my coaching life has helped me in other stuff. Um, after games, my now, my now wife, then she was my fiance or girlfriend, um, her and Jones's wife and daughter would all sit there and after games, they're taking bets on who's going to, what time we're going to leave. And it's just, it's, it's fun because every, every, every day we're all just there to support each other. We're all just looking to bring the best out of each other. And I just, I don't know that there's much more you can for. We were talking a little bit about that family environment, but you saw these young athletes in your shoes, right? So does that family environment kind of relate to seeing these young kids in the same shoes that you were in that are trying to, you know, grow up and, you know, not just coach or anything, but trying to make it to that next level. And on top of that, you're in two different sports, I believe. You're not just a football coach. You're also in a different sport around Eagles Landing. So does that kind of translate and transfer over with that same mindset or is there a different approach you got to take? Um. So actually, last, last year, uh, after last season, I hung up the uh, the golf hat, but uh, but it 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 does and it doesn't. Um, I mean, football to golf, football is a little more a little more aggressive. You gotta get a little more fired up with it. Um, whereas as golf is a little more laid back, you got to be a little more patient. You just they're kind of walking through stuff, talking through stuff with the kids. Um, but just in general working with these kids and trying to help them get to the next level or the next stage of their life, or whatever. Cause I mean, as a coach, you're really a, a life coach. You're a teacher. You're more than just coaching football. Um, and we've had, we've had plenty of kids go off to college. Um, I mean, obviously you're seeing one of our, our best to ever do it at Eagles landing. Antonio Gibson's having all sorts of success. He's, now with the Washington Redskins, and we're hoping that he's going to have a great year this year and continue to keep keep pushing those limits and beating boundaries and just doing great things for for himself and for his family. Um, but it's just it's I, I really just strive to help these kids become better young men. And I've, there's no like real playbook for that. There's no this is what this looks like. Um, just to be able to say, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is how I need to achieve it. This is, these are kind of the steps I need to take. Um, this is how I need to carry myself just. And I mean, half the battle is just being there for them. 
there's some kids that just need need you to sit there and listen sometimes um some kids need advice some it's you're wearing a thousand different hats you just kind of kind of try to figure out what each individual kid needs so finding that individual uh what individual kids need uh can you kind of explain that i mean not don't give us anybody's you know life story first of all but it's like yeah. when you when you're there some people don't understand that coaches wear multiple different hats i mean some people think uh, a high school coach you know just coaches and they forget that y'all are in the classrooms too working and grading papers and then sacrificing time for you know to do football and y'all first of all y'all not making a hundred thousand or close to five hundred thousand or hell even almost a million you know like college coaches do right so you guys are yeah. sacrificing the time the energy the the patience the the look i got to get home and i got to grade these papers while i'm also trying to game plan for this game so that your kid is out here you know getting those scholarship offers that we always hear about these kids you know putting up on social media, you know, can you kind of explain how all that works? Cause I mean, you're around close to probably my age and probably a lot closer towards, you know, the young high school kids ages. So kind of tell us how that's worked out and how you're able to, you know, wear so many different hats as a coach. And I mean, I guess, give us that background. Tell us about it, man. Um, well, well, I guess, I guess for me, I've kind of seen it modeled my whole life. My, my dad was always a football coach. My mom was always a cheerleading coach. So I was always at a practice. I was always somewhere. But then you see uh, my, my dad, head coach at Eagles Landing, some, some nights he'd be out there cutting the grass for the field. Um, he's lining the field, doing everything. I mean, checking kids' grades, driving kids here. Drive. So I had a great model. So I can kind of see, hey, it, you got to go in above and beyond, whether it's, hey, we're going to do a little team bonding and I take the linebackers out and say, hey, we're, we're going to go eat lunch at Chick-fil-A today and get them lunch or something just so we can talk. We can kind of learn more about each other so that they they got to know that you care first before they care how much, you know. I think I might have messed that up. There's, that's a saying or something. I probably messed it up a little bit, but um, I think y'all get the gist of it. But it's just, uh, I mean, it's tough because at times it'll wear you out, but you just keep plugging along. You keep being there for the kids. You keep teaching. You're in the classroom. You got to give the best that you can, and you got to do the best that you can because you're dealing with different personalities and different ways than you can on the field, whereas in the field – kid does something wrong they they might have extra running they might have up downs they might have something as as punishment where in the classroom you got to find you got to more find incentives for kids to do right and uh to be the best that they can be rather than uh than punishments i mean it's it's you got to try to encourage people more nowadays it's it's just different i mean it's been each year, each year, I mean, even you got to look at the kid with a different lens than the last year. You got to forget about what happened last year. This is in class. This is on the football field. This is wherever. You got to forget about anything that happened that previous year, and you got to go in with a clean slate yourself and the kid, and say, "Hey, we're gonna start over. We're gonna keep building this relationship, and we're gonna make it work. We're gonna figure out how how can I get you to be your best." And in turn, a lot of times they'll help 
us coaches be our best. Um, just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a lot of hats that you got to wear, but you just, you find a way. Uh, sorry. I'm not like crazy with words or anything like that. It's just, uh, being, being there, being supportive of your kids. Um, and it's a constant learning process. It's all, it's all experience. Cause I mean, that's all that this, this whole thing called life is, is experience. I mean, experience and, uh, and networking are two biggest things in anything really in a job in, uh, I mean, you either got experience and you got to know people, you got to, have those build those relationships. Uh, so, I mean, just trying to understand that, trying to keep building because keep better in yourself um, and try to set a good example for the kids. Hey man, first of all, that was, a, that was well-spoken Ty. Trust me. That was well-spoken. Um, you know, I, I you remember I'm just a journalist at the end of the day. So, it's well-spoken. Um, you never have to worry about that. Everybody can understand where you're coming from. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the sides of you when, you, when it's football time. You know, I'm up in the box, you know, usually watching the games. And you know this. And I get to see the coaches when there's a good play that happens or that, you know, one kid pulls off something spectacular, like a spectacular interception from probably one of the smallest defenders on your team to, you know, just – stopping a team that's quote better than them right i've seen the 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 cheers and it looks like you guys get real hype around you know certain players especially players that don't get that name recognition that some of them would you know that a lot of them have gotten right mm-hmm. those under recruited type of kids so i've seen that and i've seen how it looks like you guys do rally around them like when a kid gets hurt you know, y'all are quick to make sure he's okay. And I'm not saying okay as in, you know, y'all's doing the trainer's job, which, by the way, good job for, you know, Henry County for always having trainers on staff for these schools. But it's more like even when he's on the sideline trying to get back in the game, the, the amount of, like, coaches that run over and say, are you sure you're okay? Yes. Are you sure you're okay? Yes. Like, level with me. Are you sure you're okay? Like, I've seen you guys do that. Like, y'all make sure these young kids – aren't out here trying to sacrifice themselves for nothing, you know? But um, when it comes down to Henry County and the schools, um, tell us a little bit how the the retention has been with keeping Eagles Landing's core together. Because I've seen a lot of y'all's coaches, y'all have been there ever since I'd walked into the county at the beginning, you know? So how has Coach Jones – I guess been able to keep a lot of you guys on the staff and how have you guys been able to try to work on this rebuild? Because the rebuilding part is where a lot of coaches try to run out at. And the fact that Eagles Landing's coaches haven't, you know, what's keeping you guys at Eagles Landing and keep the rebuild going? Well, I, I mean, I think the first thing you got to say is a sense of pride. We, I mean, I, I obviously have reasons that I got a pride in Eagles Landing, but, uh, um, and then we all just love working with each other. I love working with uh, Ronnie Daniels, our offense coordinator. I love working with Coach Jones. Uh, Santi's been there with us. Um, but that's, I mean, the core of – it's really the core of us four have been there for the past four years now. Uh, we got some some fresh faces this year that are have been 
awesome. They've been doing a phenomenal job. I'm excited. Uh, this the defensive staff that I have is is phenomenal. They do a great job. Uh, they've just been working their butts off all summer to try to figure out how to uh, learning new learning coaching new positions for some of them or learning the kids and getting the most out of these kids. It's it's they've made it a lot easier on me as a defensive coordinator. Um, but just going back to the original question, I just I think that we all just feel like we have some unfinished business. We we're trying to trying to get back to where we were those what was that three years ago now? Because um, we felt like we had a we had a really good team that year that it, you go fourth and one down to Warner Robins who we got the ball carrier wrapped up in the backfield. We're that away from maybe a trip to uh to the to the dome or whatever because I mean Warner Robins pretty much took care of business the rest of the way until they ran into Rome that year but uh but it's just it's a sense of pride it's a sense of camaraderie we just uh we, we just love working together um it's great because we don't have egos where if if I come up to Daniels and I'm like hey I see this on offense he'll be like yeah, 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 and he'll he'll look at that and he'll think about it. We'll talk about it more, and it probably put it in, or look at it. And same thing, defense. He'll tell me, "Hey, look, this is what I see. This is what they'll they'll try to hit you with." And, and it's just it's it's a great working relationship. It's it's just a, it's a great friendship. It's it's like a a brotherhood almost, to where we all are looking to make each other better. We we argue, we fight. It's it's not not perfect every day, but. We get we get it together. We figure it out. We overcome. We keep working. Keep grinding. It's, I mean, it's it's fun because when you you're with people for an extended amount of time, you get to know them. You start getting on the same wavelength with stuff, um, and it's just you. You're like, all right, I'm going to battle with these guys because I know they got my back. I know that whatever happens, they've got my back. I got their back. So, I mean, I guess that's really it is that Jones has done a great job of supporting us and uh, just uh, we, we just want to be there. Understandable. You know, and I almost keep forgetting about Coach Daniels. I mean, he's really one. Of, you think that you're quiet? Actually, that whole entire he was landing football staff is kind of quiet. You kind of forget that you guys are there sometimes. Uh, and I say that as a term of endearment because. Coach Jones, very soft-spoken, very um, very down-to-earth, level-headed. And it seems like it just kind of became infectious amongst that entire organization. Coach Daniels, I forget that he, you know, was a star running back at one point. I believe he was a running back back Re- in the day. Receiver. <laughs> it's receiver like, at Auburn. Yeah, there we go. Yes, receiver. He was a star receiver, and you forget that, you know. You forget that he was out there, you know, making highlight tapes as a receiver at Auburn of all places. And that's Auburn in the early two thousands, Auburn, you know? And then I, you know, you forget that you went to Georgia tech there. I mean, the, the amount of talent and at Eagles landing in terms of just coaches that have played at the next level and now probably even had better chances of making it to the NFL than, you know, most people have believed is just so great that, that, it, it probably draws a lot of these kids to want to talk to you guys and want to be around you guys for the kids sake, because they know, okay, they've been to the next level. They know what it takes to be at that level. You know, you've been to Georgia tech. I'm pretty sure Georgia tech's workout pattern has is, is crazy 
you know, and it's probably changed, of course, over the last couple of years, you know, since you've graduated. But it's still it you still know what it takes to be a, you know, a college, you know, defender. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, no, man, it uh, it uh, it helped me a lot because, I mean, the guys that I would there was the strength staff at Tech when I was there. They're now at Georgia State. They're doing a phenomenal job. I mean. They they went and upset Tennessee. I mean, that does, that starts in the weight room, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just helped me to say, hey, what do I? How can I prepare my guys? How can I best prepare them to have a chance to go to the next level? Because not, I mean, not everybody's going to go to the next level. Not everybody's going to play there. Um, I think we get so hung up on that sometimes, rather than these kids just enjoying high school football. Um, I try to keep a, a balance of that trying to prepare them, but also trying to say, Hey, let's, let's enjoy this. Let's not just try to, I'm working towards this. I'm working towards this. You, you can en- enjoy high school football and still work towards that. You can, cause I mean, you never know when your last game is going to be. So if you're not enjoying it, that's, that's no fun. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's all I got to say right there. I kind of got went off on a tangent a little bit. Right. Listen, you know, I don't mind. This is what my talk show for. I want you to go off on tangents, man. <laughs> um, so let's go back in time. All right, let's go back in time. Now, I wasn't there when you were there, obviously. Uh, I didn't graduate college until 2015 in the fall. So I wasn't there when you were. But I guess let's go back in time. Let's re- let's rewind back to when you were in high school. What was the greatest rivalry for Eagles Landing, and what was it like from your eyes, you know, when you were playing back then? And then how's it, I guess, changed over the years to now? Well, well, for me, when when we were playing, um, it wasn't we didn't have every county school in our region. Uh, my like freshman and sophomore year, it was like us and. Woodland, I think. I think that was it. It was all in our region. Um, it was us in Woodland um, for for my freshman and sophomore year. Then the next year, I think it was Stockbridge jumped in, Locust Grove jumped in, Henry County was in our uh, region with Woodland. Um, and I mean, it's just become more of a county region as we've gotten more schools and the schools have gotten kind of all the same size. Um so I guess my freshman and sophomore year in football wise, it would have been Woodland since that's who we were playing and they were the new school. They took some kids from, from our school. So there was that kind of thing going on. Uh, we, I think we, we had to beat them my freshman year to go to the, the playoffs for the second time ever in school history. Um, but then after that, once more of the County schools came in, I think it was, is probably our at least for me one of my biggest rivals was uh, was Henry County because they had all those those great talented defenses, great offenses with uh, uh, they had Dalvin Tomlinson, all all sorts of guys like that that we were playing against, and you're playing against guys that are the best of the best, and it brings up your level. Hopefully, you bring up their level, but it was always it's always a fight. We weren't uh, nearly as talented back then when I was playing as we are now. Um, we got a lot more talented kids. Um, 
but but we fought and it was always a, a hard fought ba- battle but now i think it's pretty much i don't know i, th- I feel like we play it's got to be for us it's probably i don't know maybe dutchtown something like that just because of the proximity of the schools and all of our kids grow up with all those kids so I would say that's probably it for these kids now and in football and I think basketball, those are always the big, big two for us. Um, but I mean, they've, they've had our number the last couple, couple of years. They're, they're a really good ball club. We'll just keep playing. We're just going to take this year one game at a time and just see what we can do. All right. Now I'm about to get into some controversial questions here. But they're not too controversial, so you're not going to lose your job over the questions, first of all. All right. So when the county moved to a more uh, county-based region where we've got, I think, out of nine schools, the only only other school at the time was Jones County that was in the region that I believe they're still in the region based on the new region realignment. I mean, it's eight – it was eight Henry County schools in 5A. Do you think that maybe that has changed how – the um the sports ecosystem in Henry County has gone because I mean you're not going far for a game you're not traveling at all really and I mean the longest travel time is what 20 minutes even out even with traffic yeah like does um, that does that kind of change that ecosystem I don't I don't necessarily know that that changes the ecosystem because I don't know. We were playing some good, good ball, ball teams when we weren't in an all Henry County. I mean, we were in a region with Jackson and Sandy Creek and uh, Mary Persons. I mean, there's some really good, really good football teams that we were in a region. Uh, Woodward Academy was in our region for a while. Um, I mean, it's the level of Henry County football, I think, is just continued to improve and every single year i mean the talent level keeps going up the uh kids keep getting bigger faster and stronger um but we also have more kids now than we did that even when i was in school the county just keeps growing i mean that's one of the fastest growing counties i think um it's uh i i, I don't know i think I think region four or five A has got to be one of the toughest regions in five A. I mean, you perennially per, ugh, I, I'm going to mess that word up again, but uh, every year you got like three, four teams in the top 10. I mean, last couple of years, Jones County has been up there. Dutchtown has been up there. Stockbridge has been up there. Um, and you got other teams that have, are really good teams that I don't know. In other regions, maybe they make the playoffs. And it's just it's it's a tough region. It's a tough schedule. You know, week in and week out, it's going to be a battle whether one team's more talented than the other or not, because there's there's good coaching in Henry County. And there's kids that are going to play hard and they know each other. There's those little rivalries. There's it's it's tough. It's a tough. There's no easy game week in and week out. Okay. So from last year, and again, another controversial question last year, what was the most, and it can't be an Eagles landing, cannot be Eagles landing. First of all. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, I had to do it to you. What was the most shocking uh, football team or football moment that you saw last year outside of the three-way tie for fourth? Um, 
does it have to be in the region or can it be everywhere? It could be anywhere, honestly. What was your shockingest moment, man? Well, Warner Robins losing their third straight state championship by missing a field goal. I mean, Warner Robins always has pretty good kickers, so I just that was crazy to me. He, I mean, they had that game wrapped away. You just have to make a field goal. But, I mean, that just shows how important the, the special teams are. Okay. Also, uh, probably another here, another one here. So a lot of people have always talked about it in the past. What's your take or what's your idea or maybe your stance on should Eagles Landing Christian Academy, the school up the street from you guys, do you think they should play a, you know, in a bigger region other than Class A private? Do you think they have that ability to that uh, the player – well, not the players. I mean the student body to uh, compensate because I believe this is all about school size, right? Yeah, it's all it's all about school size, and based on their school size, they're right where they should be. Um, they're just they're a phenomenal program. Coach Guest does a great job. Um, they 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 develop their kids. They got a, one. They got a crazy weight room over there. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, they got top notch facilities. They, uh, I mean, they they do a great job. Um, they, I mean, they can play with anybody. They can play with seven A schools. They can play um, with anybody. It's just they're going to play where they're where they're slated to play. I mean, that's the way the rules are set. That's the way it is. And I don't know. I mean, that's I, they're playing where they're supposed to, and they're a dominant program, and they're just taking care of their business. I'm not true. I, look, they, I had I mean, to ask. Could, a lot of people always bug me about that. <laughs> they they could they could probably play four or five A and go deep in the playoffs. I mean, they're a great team in in Georgia every single year for a reason. I mean, their their consistency, the everything the same every single year. Those kids grow up running that system. They're 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 a good program. That's what you strive to be. When it comes down to schools. Let's go ahead and jump right back into it. Um, schools like Hampton, you've seen Hampton. They're growing underneath Coach Chad Ashley, and they've uh, made they made the playoffs last year. To see a school that just started out and make it to the playoffs like they've done and with the same head coach that started the program, did you – I mean, even though you're a competitor, did you feel kind of happy to see that Hampton had finally made it to what they were trying to get to, which is actually into the playoffs? I mean, yeah, I was I was very happy for uh, Coach Ashley. I'm I'm friends with uh, Coach Garrison, who's been their defense coordinator the last couple of years, who's actually now the defense coordinator up at Central Gwinnett. But uh, but those two are just great guys, and they the Coach Ashley's done a phenomenal job building that program. I mean, they're they're looking to have another good year this year, I believe, from what I've heard around the community. Um, another playoff run. But it's 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 been a great job by him. Hats off to him. Okay. And for you, man, um, I guess what are the goals that you have set for yourself moving forward as a coach? You know, working in your own community. I mean, what what do you want to uh, truly accomplish in the Eagles Landing area, or maybe hell, even the whole entire county? Honestly, in anything. Um, well, I mean, obviously, in uh, 
in coaching, I mean, my, my end goal is to, to be a head coach one day. Um, still working on that, still striving to be a, the best coach I can every day. You got to keep working. Otherwise you, you become a dinosaur and you go extinct in this, in this world of coaching. I mean, you got to keep adapting, got to keep changing, got to keep learning new stuff. Cause the minute you stop learning new stuff, the game passes you by and, and you're done, you're done for, you're out of it. Um, I just, I, I guess ultimately, I mean, that that's the goal, but short-term goals are just to kind of make my kids the best that they can be, help them to achieve their goals and, uh, just, uh, continue growing as a coach to, you come in as a young guy, you're all fired up all the time. You're, you're trying to get the kids all hyped up and stuff like that. And you kind of got to grow to, you get a little bit older, you get a little more experience, you learn, you, you tone it down a little bit, but you use it in the right, right times, right situations. And it's, it's, it's kind of just figuring it out. And then it changes every year based on the team. You have some respond to other, some things, some respond to others, some, you got to calmly talk to them. You got to some, you got to kind of get in their face a little bit. Um, it's just, it's really studying the game, learning the X and O's, but the, the ebbs and flows of the game, just, Hey, this is how it goes. This is you're all, you get, you lose momentum. This is how you kind of got to get it back. You got to do this, this, and this to win games. This is your checklist. You got to to go by. Um, I mean, obviously, the goal every year is to make the playoffs and play the last week of the season for for everybody. I think if you're you're not doing that, then you're doing something wrong. But it's also to make if you're doing that alone, then you're wrong. It's got to be to help develop young men, make them the best that they can be, and the best employees, the best fathers, the best sons, brothers, uncles, cousins bosses, everything that they can be students. I forgot that one. Um, that's the most important one for those, those kids, their education is something that they, that should be the most important thing for them. All right. Well, coach, um, Hey, it's been amazing having you on the show. Goodman sports talk radio here on the 9.1 WDJY. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go ahead and cut on out. I'm pretty sure you're going to, you're going to go ahead and Start looking at some probably some uh, offenses so you can uh, game plan against them in hopes of our season here with the GHSA. And uh, hopefully I get to hear from you again later on this year and maybe in the playoffs. Right, coach? Well, I mean, that's that's always the goal. But you got to take it one step at a time. Right now we got to do things right and hope that we get a season and keep moving forward. And then once we do that, we. Hopefully September 4th, we're going up to Meadow Creek to play uh, Coach Carrera and his Mustangs up there. Um, but it's been it's been great talking to you. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to speaking with you more in the future.